I, Sea Voyager, welcome to Eternum, an ancient land of fantastical legends. The Lore Seekers, four of the finest storytellers of the New World, await your arrival. They'll spin ye a tale of mystery and adventure, so grab an ale and rest ye self from your journey across the cursed seas. <laughs> Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome. This is Lore Seekers number 17, and we are your hosts. Uh, I am Jibs, and I'm joined by Champ. What it do, baby? What it do? And Cash. Hey-o. Hey-o. Nice to be here. Hey-o. Good to see you, gentlemen. This week on the show, we are talking uh, server merges. They have begun a massive update. Coming in New World, which actually is starting, uh, I believe, next week, aka tomorrow, if you're listening on release day. Uh, and uh, we're holding off on our Lord Breakdown on Adiana for reasons. You'll see why. And then uh, announcement teaser. That's coming. I don't know if I was supposed to read that mm. last part now that I read it out loud, but it was there and I read yeah. it, and I regret nothing. Well, let's just let's make them feel the feels on it, because okay. it's it's a it's a big deal. So you put a question mark on a teleprompter. Chips, you'll read anything. <laughs> it's... I'm Ron Burgundy. Yes. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Gentlemen. Yeah. Busy week. Busy times. Mm. Good things. Good things. Good things. It's been an incredibly busy week. I think it uh, it is definitely a good time to bring up our very, very successful Extra Life uh, oh, stream yeah. that we did yeah. last week. Um, it was awesome raised over three grand uh, as a team and um, I'm very proud to announce that Extra Life has announced a couple days ago there's a lot of announcements happening right now Extra Life announced a couple days ago that over the life of the charity which is eight years it's a little longer oh. um, yeah. hundred million dollars in donations <laughs> that is awesome yeah, insane, insane amount of money that they raised. So, yeah, I'll uh, don't quote me on the amount of time that they've been because I know I've done it. I think this was my eighth year, so it's got to be longer than that. I think it was so, nine years anyway. or 12, nine or 12, somewhere. Yeah, I'll have to go back and see exactly how long it was, but um, how long it's been out. But yeah, this was this was pretty much our eighth year because, I mean, we've been together forever doing content. In one way or another, so it does anyway. feel like forever. It feels like forever. Uh, it's weird because I was telling my wife last night. I took her out, went to uh, Champ knows it's about Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a Midwest thing right there. Okay, and uh, anyway, we're sitting there talking. I'm like, you know what's crazy? I remember when we when I started doing podcasting in 2012, and and, and then it's like you were. I started because I was motivated by the people I heard, you know, when I was young, I was really, really young and I just wanted to be, I just wanted to be heard. I just wanted to do what they were doing. Now I feel like I'm on the flip side when you've been doing it for so friggin' long. And then you've got people who are starting shows because they're listening to your shows. And so it's, it's like, wow, that's really cool. You know, it's just kind of full circle kind yeah. of thing. That was very, very overwhelming. First time I think I heard that, that somebody started a show because they liked our show. Right. It's pretty awesome guys i mean if you think about it i mean i started doing this type of thing because of of you cash and you know old republic dads you know old republic radio you know i when i first 
heard you guys that made me want to be a part of that and so that's how i got started so you're the reason why i got started so there's another feather for your cap sir he needs that's a cool. what he's pretty bald he needs to cover that up whoa, oh you're saying because i'm bald i'm like yeah. what yeah you're bald yeah. too dude i know you can't I know. throw shade I'm, on I'm another bald headed guy today. i forgot to shave my head it's kind of got a little five o'clock head see shadow that? going on there yeah that little head thing yeah going on see there. that yeah it's a little off yeah, this, is, the grace, this too. is fresh incredibly aerodynamic oh mm. okay well God bless your razor. Uh, well, gentlemen, what's been going on in game this week? What you been doing? I've been... I got my Voidbent armor set done. The whole I've thing? Been, yeah. Oh, my god! Got the whole thing done. We've actually, in the community, we've actually gotten, I want to say, six, seven sets of it so far. That's now, great. we're a little bit behind the curve, but, I mean, we are doing some craziness. No, what's crazy is Wally. Wally got his done in less than 24 hours. How is that From possible? From start... To a lot of help from other people, but yeah. that's what the community is. I mean, I had, vo you know, stuff for the Voidman armor. Spin had stuff. Viking had stuff. And our whole community came together and we're like, okay, hey, we're going to go to war next tomorrow against, you know, the yellow in Winsworth. Let's help the guy out. And we did. And it was really awesome to see the whole community come together, dropping moats, dropping, you know, Tolvium and his Cinnabon. I know it's not Cinnabon, but every time yes. I say that, I get rid of it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it should turn it into look me so it looks like a little Cinnabon. That'd be freaking hilarious. Right. That would be awesome. And then last night, you two gentlemen, myself and two other members, Jeffy and Viking, we cleared Genesis last night for the first time. Yeah. It was yep. really good. That was yes. fun. That was that was fun. That was a that was a challenge. That last boss. Woo. Yeah, I think it's funny. Everybody was like, oh, the last boss is so much easier than the first. Oh, no. <laughs> Once you, but I will say this. It's just like any any dungeon, expedition, trial, whatever. Once you get that rhythm, I think tonight when we go back in, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I really uh, don't. I, I'm just uh. being honest. I think we all got our rhythm at that last boss. She's got a lot of animations, or not animations, but, you know, mechanics. Mm. It was a very good experience. I loved it. I, I cannot wait to get back in there. I wanted to go again last night. You guys were like, no. And I'm like, let's go back right now. Yeah, I, I wish I could have. I literally couldn't have, go, have gone back last night just because I had other things going on. So I ended up, you know, logging out, hanging with the wife for a little bit. But um, I equated it to like, you know, like you, you have a lot of hard mode dungeons out there in different games. Um, I equated that one to like a blind run through a veteran dungeon in Elder Scrolls Online, which we had played for a long, you know, we played that for a long time. And I kind of equated it to that. Um, the challenge was there. It was definitely hard. The mechanics are unforgiving if you miss them. Like you have to have a very close to perfect run to, to get through there unscathed. Right. It's very, very difficult difficult otherwise. And I and that's I mean, we're we're obviously all 60. We're all in decent gear. There was, you know, a few people in void bent in there. Um, so to have that challenge is something that we have been looking for for a long, long time. And I openly welcome the challenge that we're that we're facing. And they haven't even mutated any of these expeditions yet. That's going to that shit's going to get real. I can't wait for that. I can't yeah. wait for and I hope that there is some stuff that's just ridiculous and behind that ridiculous is an award that allows that player to, and the rest of their team to stand out. You know, like right. like recognize, really, truly recognize achievement. I always felt like Warcraft did a good job with that. 
um, from an achievement standpoint uh, back in the day when I was playing it. And uh, I would love to see that here because, yeah, you are right. That dungeon or that expedition is so unforgiving, especially when you're yeah. you're going in blind. And um, it was really, 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 really fun. So, yeah. And then the pre and then the pre planning, right? And then the pre, you know, getting ready for the the dungeon. You know, I have three Angry Earth trophies. I, you know, in my houses, I had the Angry Earth, you know, weapon coating. I had the, you know, we had the uh, tinctures for the the blight. Yeah. And you needed all that stuff. You needed the food. You needed to max out, you know, your your ability to get the most damage possible. And we also learned a very valuable lesson that is sometimes you can't DPS and you got to move. Sometimes you just got to stop DPS and, and deal with the mechanics. And I think that's something that gets a lot of people is in this game is they're like, oh, it's so hard. It's not hard. You just can't continuously DPS. Sometimes you got to be on the defensive. Sometimes you can't you can't always be on the offensive. Right. And I think this game has a very quick way to teach you that in a response to what you do because they'll dodge your cooldowns and then you're just auto attacking and they're bouncing around you and yes. chopping you in half when you should be blocking or you should be dodging right so I, I think the game has a very good way of some of the enemies making you feel like you're fighting a person oh yeah you said a couple things there that that really piqued my interest champ and one of them is um last night you really said something you said hey everybody just take a deep breath and slow down. Just slow down. Like, like we know how to do this. We just, we can't just all dive in and think that we're going to DPS this thing down. This is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And once you said that, like, I don't know if it was just the timing of you saying that or everybody really taking, taking it to heart. Cause it, I was like, you know what? He's right. You slow down and you just do the mechanics, pay attention to them. Watch where you watch where your footing is and concentrate on what you're doing. And everything worked out fine. The other thing that I wanted to mention is that just exactly what you said, there were things that we needed to do to pre-plan for this expedition. Certain items that we needed to get to assist us while we were in there. And I don't remember that being a thing. In any other game, like end game type content, like do you guys remember anything like that ever? Not to having to extent. like get certain potions and you know certain buffs that you have to get i don't i think that's new and i think in some games you had minor things you did but that went to the wayside in this game i had the best gear i can possibly get it's void bent you know what i'm saying i've got really high watermark on my weapons i got really high watermark on my jewelry and i still needed that stuff i still got chunked if i didn't pay attention and move when I needed to, I still got chunked for half health, three-quarter health. And, it's like, and like Viking said last night, I realized I had to slow down DPSing as a tank and deal with the mechanics and then use my stuff to keep aggro, right? right? So again, it's just like when you go into PvP. The first war I went into, I felt like it was going 150 miles an hour and I was standing still. The last war we went into, I was running right alongside with everybody. You know what I mean? And when you allow yourself to relax, you get those repetitions in, then you start to the game starts to slow down in any you know profession it's the same way right like with your profession when you first started in your profession everything seemed like it was probably going 100 miles an hour right. when i was in the army it was like oh my god i'm never going to keep up you know but then as you start to get better and better at it you start to get more and more experience you get those repetitions under you it just starts to get slower and slower and i think that's what it comes down to All right 
I don't recall ever having a dungeon like that you have to prepare for, like the way we've we had to prepare for for Genesis. And even even today, as I was logging in, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go in with a, I think it was a ruby gem, uh, which has the fire damage on it, for specifically for the angry earth. Got to make sure I have my coatings. Okay, I have those. All right, ready to rock and roll. I feel like I could still even improve. And the thing that I felt was so unique about these dungeons, Cash, I don't even think I've told, told you any of this. I was going ranged last night, really ranged heavy, and it was kind of a newer build. I was switching some things up a little bit. But there is, normally there's just a, like a dance between like a tank and a healer as far as positioning in typical MMOs, right? You know, like from anything that we've really played. Whereas I feel like with this game, it's also a dance from your positioning as a DPS because you have to find a way to still be effective to do your rotations while putting yourself in the best possible location for your healer, which admittedly I know I struggled at, struggled a little bit with last night. And so he, and so the healer is allowed to put the heals in the correct spots to where people can truly benefit, especially when, <laughs> when it needs to happen. <laughs> so. I remember right. one, at one point last night and like, um, for for a healer in this game, like some of your heals are they're they're targeted. Like there's some that you can just like toss in a general direction, and then there's others that are incredibly targeted. And one of those being um uh or protection. So or sacred ground. So when I dropped my sacred ground last night, I I dropped it on accident on <laughs> jibs and like I looked, I kind of like looked off to my left and I saw that my sacred ground was on Jibs and he's range. He's back there with the musket. And I just, I just went, well, enjoy the heal and stay in it. Cause <laughs> that was a gift. Right. So, cause now I'm dealing with a cooldown. We're like, you know, we have those, those three skills, those three skills, they all have cooldowns on them. So you have to pick and choose where you put those. And like last night, like I made a couple mistakes and one of them was <laughs> dropping it on one single range dude behind me right. who's probably fine anyway instead of like right on the tank that's just getting his ass beat you know by and, this by this plant right and viking you know he 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 went down a couple times in the in the fight and it was because the dps took damage i'm not trying to be funny but i mean when we take away from the heels for the tank because sure. we don't get out of position we're not paying attention to the rotation we're that's why i like that there's no dps meters because you're not chasing the dps meter so and one day they might come. So why not enjoy it now when it's at its cleanest form and just slow down? Like I said, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it is a marathon, not a sprint, you know, and just getting that in your head, you're not going to beat this thing in five seconds. So just stay with it. And I think we get that you go into these low areas to get mats, you're killing things in mass. And then you go up to Merc guard and you get that, butt reminded that you are not the big boy on the Island. And oh, it's yeah. fun for, it's fun to do that. I think. Oh yeah. yeah, I love that. I, I love, love the fact I'm constantly feeling like the the island wants to challenge me, mm -hmm. that it constantly wants me dead. That's how I felt when I played Ark Survival Evolved, and I, it's the same feeling here. Like it always wants you to die, and it has a great way of reminding you of that. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, well, uh, hey, guess what I picked up today? I actually went to the. Actually, it was a neighbor's house in a tournament. They gave me a piece of mail, so we have some mail. I was like, it sounds like a bill. Well, this actually may be a bill. For death HR. This is a bill. Jeffy! Jeffy! <laughs> Jeffy! 
<laughs> but uh, anyway, we got an email here. This is from David. And by the way, folks, you can always email us, loreseekerscast at gmail.com. And of course, you can call us. Leave us your voicemails. We'll play those here too. 765-382-6961. So David says, Greetings, adventurers. I was listening to your latest podcast and enjoyed you guys trying to make sense of the shattered obelisk, the shattered mountain, and the conundrum of frozen time that those pose. Though I have not been to Shattered Mountain myself yet, I have been vexed by the Shattered Obelisk from day one. I have this idea in my head that it just that it just has to have to do with the height of both the obelisk and the mountain. What if there was this bubble around Eternum, and Eternum itself is frozen in time, and anything that is high enough looks, from our point of view, frozen, whereas time on Eternum keeps on going? There is something that doesn't line up with this theory, but because if Eternum is frozen in time, then why do why do now people keep coming to it, and why do people on the island live for hundreds of years over and over again? Or is Eternum stuck in some kind of loop? I'm not sure yet, but the idea of a bubble around Eternum is something I can't shake, like a persistent thought in the back of my mind. What do you make of this? Greetings from Germany, and thank you so much for all things you do. David. Frozen in time. Or a loop. Or maybe like a basis of purgatory where time is so slow, it's almost non-existent. I mean, I'm, mm. you know what I mean? And maybe I get where he's going and it, it does give weight to that thought process because people have kind of said, maybe this is like purgatory where you can continue or a kick to Valhalla, right? I mean, you go to a place where you just compete in combat and every day is combat. And then you just come back to the, to the, you know, pub, get mm -hmm. drunk you know, have some fist fights in the pubs with your homies and go back out the next day and do your thing. I mean, it, it does right. have kind of that esque feel to it. So I, I can get down with that. Right. It's um, Eternum being in a bubble. I, I think it's a very interesting theory for sure. Um, I think in some ways it kind of is. You, you, you kind of take a little look-see at like the storm wall. The yep. storm wall is keeping everything it, well, first of all, it sucks things in, which is, you know, like the ships. Yeah. Once the ships get sucked into the storm wall, it's like the it's like a tractor beam in Star Wars. <laughs> they get sucked in, and then that storm wall doesn't allow you to to go out. So in yeah. a way, it it is kind of a bubble. Um, the whole thing with the with the obelisk and the um and the shattered mountain and the way that they're just kind of stuck in stasis and I remember the first time I saw that too like I was like dude that's really cool and I looked up and I expected those things to be moving but they're not like they are like burp like they're <laughs> freaking like frozen in a bubble so yeah it's a, it does make sense that 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 could happen and to have actually time being frozen as well that one does make a lot of sense because there are humans upon this island that have been here for centuries. Like way past the normal time scale that a human should be alive. And one of them is one of them is Adiana. So yeah, like I'd buy it in some Pretty twisted neat. way for sure. Yeah. Right, right, right. It's funny. You know, to, to, sorry, go, go ahead, Jibby. No, go ahead. It's, it's funny to remote when you were talking about the Shattered Obelisk and how it was frozen, I remember when Champ and I were in the closed beta and we looked, I remember we saw it at some point and I looked up and I thought, is that bugged out? Why yeah, is that? Fix yeah. that. Why is it frozen? What's that? <laughs> What's going on up in there? You can't use bug. You can't, you can't use that word. It's too soon. 
Is that glitched? Is that what that is up there? <laughs> is that meant to be? Is that supposed to be like that? Anyway. Uh, Did they put that in the patch notes or something? <laughs> and speaking of patch notes, have you guys oh. seen have you guys oh, seen God. the changes to like you know, yes. the gear score, or sorry, high watermark and stuff. So uh, one of the things we're, we're going to talk about tonight is the expertise change. And I'm going to read a short blurb here. A dev blog in-game update, number two by Zen Ramu 650 quote, based on feedback, feedback, whoa, based on feedback on the high watermark system and AGS's desire to have a compelling, diverse in-game, they've made some major in-game updates in this release. For more details on our vision, and future changes coming, please see our Dev Corner article. And that's how we started it off. And then so to basically to not give you the full verbatim, but in December's update, expertise, expertise is going to govern the high watermark instead of it being high watermark, right? Because honestly, I didn't really like that name because yeah. it was like weird. Like, what do yeah. you mean watermark? I don't want water on my gear. Is it like a stamp on the shoulder? And it looks like a mark or you know? something, you know? Like I just don't right, you know, I was confused. I spent a lot of time trying to stay dry and they just want to put <laughs> this watermark all over me, damn. Stay out of Morningdale because it's raining up in there. And I love that place, but we're not going to get <laughs> on that because I'll low. talk about it for 15 minutes. Um, so basically what they're doing is they're renaming the high watermark to expertise. And now the expertise values will show on your UI. So when you look at your piece of gear, you'll actually see what your watermark is, so you kind of have a feedback as to where you're at and know when you get a drop whether or not it's increasing because that's one of the confusing things of it is you just never know. You have to basically keep a mental note of it, of what your highest gear drop has been over the course of the last you know few weeks. And if when you look at that, on an, on an average expertise value is also shown as an average gear score on the paper doll, which is the little thing that they're calling the icon it'll show. I hate player, that word too. Paper doll? Yeah, I don't get that either. It took me a minute to but, realize uh, what they were talking about. I thought, where's a, what's a paper? Oh. Character sheet. Now, the one thing I do like is that the players will get a level up banner whenever they increase their expertise on a piece of equipment. That gives you that feedback, that immediate, hey, you yes. just got a point in your expertise. I really like that. Yes. It's yeah. super important. And it takes away the guesswork. So first thing we're talking about on the patch notes is something that people have been complaining about with legitimacy. And here we are fixing it. So not too bad of a deal. Um, there will also be the item squash, which is coming in 2020 or 2022. And the expertise will also govern your effective gear. So the original idea was if your Warhammer expertise is 520 and you equip a 550 score Warhammer, the weapons effective gear score would actually lower to 520. That met a lot of problems, right? And there was a lot of confusion. I have void bin armor. Did that mean my void bin armor would go down to 519s, five, whatever your watermark yeah. is, right? Ouch. And so... Yes, and because that's the way it kind of came out, it was it was a pretty big sticking point for me as well because that's a lot of work to build some armor and then get that taken away from you at no fault of your own. Now, in the recent form update, they said that they were changing that. So what they're going to do is any crafted item is going to stay whatever the level is, right? So if you got a 590 crafted piece, it's going to stay 590. Any item you earn from a quest is going to maintain whatever that is. So there are some quests, like for instance, they call them the legendary quests, the weapons, I believe they're 585 that you do that long quest up in Merkgar and all that. That's going to stay at a 585. It's not going to come down, say, if you have a 517 or if you get to that point later down the road and then you feel like you're getting kind of pulled down. And then any item you purchase on the faction, sh faction shop, that's very important, too, because now you're spending not only gold, but your syndicate. I said syndicate because I'm syndicate. Don't get mad at me. Points. And, you know, you're buying this gear and that would have been kind of a bad thing, too. So they changed that as well. 
Now, when these changes are implemented, the gear score scaling will only apply to the items sold or traded after the patch. So if you pick right. up a 570 piece of gear and you put it on the auction house, you go to buy that. When you buy it, be aware that it's going to go to wherever your watermark is. And luckily for you, they change your UI so you can see that. So don't get discouraged because you can grow into it, right? So if it's a good piece, it's itemized for you, it's perfect stats, but it's just lower than what you want might be a, still a good pickup and it'll give you the ability to want to grow into it. I think that's a really good point that you bring up that you can, that you're going to be able to grow into those things because it doesn't mean just because your gear score goes back down to a 520, it doesn't mean that as your expertise level goes up, you're going to be able to build that weapon back up to where it, to where it should have been or where it was before all these changes were made. It's like catching, checking it. It's like chasing that carrot, right? Right. You're just you're just dangling it. Yeah, and and from a, a visual standpoint alone, like as gamers, like we never stop enjoying achievement. We never stop that feel. Like for instance, last night when we cleared Genesis, that initial yell and scream we all did. You know, it's just like that moment, right? Same goes with this. I know it sounds maybe small, but just the idea of having banners pop up, knowing you when you've increased something. That's still achievement. That's still, you know, showing and making you feel as though even post-60, you are still moving forward, which is really, really cool. So I'm really, really, really glad they did that. And I'm really glad that they made the change with the crafting. So, you know, like that crafters are not held up by their own um, expertise levels. You know, they can It would have killed crafting. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, and that was, look, beforehand, it was that was not going to be the case. And so now... They that tells me they listened, you know, champ, you and I had that conversation the other night. They listen. Yeah. And yeah. And when you get in those positions where you're, you don't realize that they're trying to fix it, but it takes time to fix it. Right. And having that patience, having that long game vision to understand that these things that you're asking for, these changes that you want, they take time. They take developmental time. They take testing time and just giving them that opportunity to get that done. One of the things I also wanted to touch on was. You know, these when these changes are implemented, your gear score scaling will only apply to the items sold and traded, like I said before, and any items that you get prior to that will not be affected. So prior to that, anything that you have right now will not go down based off your, your watermark. But the small addition of the numbers on the UI is huge. Oh, gosh, Because yes. it takes away, one of the things gamers don't like is that unsurety, right? that not understanding something, that not believing in the system that is given to them. And this takes that away. You can see it. You can you can literally figure out what you need and get excited about. Like you said, the achievements. K-Champs never played, you know, this is our first game. When she hit 200 in jewel crafting the other day, she threw her hands up in the air and she looked at me and she went, 200! And it was, it was awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Because we did the same thing last night in Genesis. As soon as we killed, we said a lot of things that I won't repeat because some of them were bad. But um, it <laughs> was, was we, dark. you know, it was after hours. Okay, nobody was drinking because we couldn't. Jesus. But anyway, it was a good time. But you know, AGS noted too that you know one of the things that they quoted was when we thought about it more, reducing the power for existing players is just unacceptable and something we will not do. We initially thought it being only temporary and given a new path to gain back the power with gypsum would be acceptable but it is now clear we were wrong how many times you ever heard developers say we were wrong i'm just being honest guys you know yep not enough not enough right and then you know and to to come on that you know ags dev ziv he said in a forums post and quote this updated system will also give players 
alternative ways to equip themselves if they don't want to engage an expertise system. Crafting especially will gain even more importance in New World, since any item you craft will be usable at that gear score regardless of expertise. Quest and faction shop items will be other alternatives to good gear, and both are things we can continue to introduce more of in the future. We acknowledge this change will create a difference between the way the game worked before this change and after. We recognize that some players who haven't hit 60 yet and acquired their gear may feel like the game got harder for them. Hopefully this is offset with the addition of Gypsum as a new avenue that previous players did not have. In addition, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. In no, addition, we're cover Gypsum. I'm just all oh, excited yeah. about Gypsum. I know you are. I saw you get all bright up. You leaned into the mic. You're like, what's my turn to talk about Gypsum? Cassius Cube on here. But in addition, we when we implement the gear score scaling, we will now only reduce the effectiveness to the middle of your expertise and the item's gear score. So if your musket expertise is 520 and you buy a 600 gear score musket off the market, your effective gear score will be 560. This combined with the getting to use all the perks should create good value in the marketplace for future users. That's good. Yeah, that's good. You're not completely killing it, you know. And uh, if I, you can build up the crafters, right? Yeah, we've said that. Oh, yeah. 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 If you can build. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, yeah, you're right. If you can build the crafters up. I mean, you take care of your crafters. Hey, you have community already right there. Craft gear from crafters should be the best gear in the game. Yes, I, I'm sorry. It absolutely should be, especially for a for a sandbox type game. Yep. And AGS, you're missing out on helping the crafters. The gear that drops from Genesis, if that was not bind on pickup and it was bind on equip, that would give crafters the ability to make massive amounts of gold, add gold and value to it because that, what's it the the um oh my goodness the, the angry earth gear. The oh, angry yeah, earth yeah, yeah. gear from Genesis yeah. that you get the pieces for that you make. Traffic, if that yeah. was not bind on pickup and was bind on equip, the economy would would blow up because the crafters that are at high two hundred would be able to craft that gear and implement that gear into the into the trading post, and people will be able to buy that gear. Now, what you have to do is you have to level armor smithing all the way to two hundred to use that gear mm. to get into a good watermark, and that's cool to have that incentive. But I really feel like that was a miss on the crafting capabilities to grow the economy and to let the crafters be able to give something out to the market and kind of build up the, the, the characters. Even if the mats are completely ridiculous to make a piece, it still gives that ability to, to, to run off of that. Gotcha. Gotcha. I wonder how, and that's kind of an interesting point, so I wonder how that would affect the economy and gear progression if these items from the last, like the final boss, was, was available for purchase. Um, I'll be honest, I'm kind of ignorant in that regard because I do not recall ESO, SWOTOR, or Warcraft doing that. Did it do that? No, I think most of that stuff was bound. If you earn it in, in some type of a difficult content, I think it's pretty much, for the most part, has always been bound. Yeah, you know, I mean, it has. like a yeah. different right. drop or something like that, you know. Right. right, but if you needed, so the pieces that you get from that, which is like a vine or something, and I apologize for not knowing the, the, the actual term, yeah. but, you know, that, if you were able to also sell those, so people who go in Genesis could sell those on a, t, on a trading post, and then the crafters could craft it for whoever, and then it just, it would really, really build and stimulate the economy and let the crafters kind of get a little bit more gold flow into the same. But it, it's, just a, it's just a point. You know, I'm going to play devil's advocate there. 
Um, someone in chat, uh, Real Wally says you could at least trade to players in raid though. I want, I would love that. Oh wait, no, we can still trade to players. What am I, what am I doing? Yeah, of course you can. Never Most mind. of the stuff we got last <laughs> night, you couldn't trade. You Most of the play. stuff at Genesis, it was all bind on pickup. There wasn't a thing in there that I could give anybody. So, I thought you could trade even if it was bind on pickup and you were in the group. Is that not, that's not a thing? Or maybe we tried to do it in the, in the uh, Genesis and we didn't try it outside and I destroyed oh, everything before we got out. No. Well, <laughs> I didn't destroy everything before I got out. The last lady in the place destroyed everything before I got out. Yeah. yeah she, she killed my gear. Yeah. She destroyed our will. Yes, she did. For a while. Right. She said, I'm going to remind you that you are useless right now. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to throw I'm going to throw this out there. I know we we talked about that ad nauseum, but that that end fight it, it looked amazing. Oh, it freaking just looked amazing. Yeah. I don't mean to like segue us into something else, but I don't think we quite mentioned that. That place is badass. And I know this is like super simple, like low hanging fruit, but oh my God, was that a gorgeous freaking last boss and super fun to watch. Yeah, it really was. And watching the animations and everything go down, it, it it's, yeah, you all of it was awesome. And I know, again, you've, you talked about difficulty earlier, but I'm going to bring it back up. Years and years and years and years and years, we have wanted that. We have wanted those moments. And that's just on regular. You know, those moments that you can feel challenged that you feel right. like uh i don't feel safe anymore <laughs> oh yeah and you know over overcoming those moments it, it's hard it truly is hard to pass the, you know hard to beat those those feelings and i love that i love that new world has kind of brought that that portion of old school mmos back oh perhaps agreed Sonny made a good point, and going off of what Wally said, Wally, ESO, and WoW, you could trade BOP items amongst the people in your group, which would be helpful. Because then you help gear out your buddies. But then Sonny made a great point. I can't recall a game where the craftable items were better than mm. the in-game drops. And that set is supposed to be almost the pinnacle set right now. So, And the fact that it's crafted, yes, mm. you have to craft it yourself. Yes, you have to grind out armor smithing. And let me tell you, that's a bear, but it's a good time. Yeah, I would I would like that. Um Yeah, I would like that uh honestly. Um uh, to be continue to be a thing in the game. Um what what I would like to see and maybe it's already there and I'm not an in-game crafter right now, so I don't know. Um but uh like I would like to see resources dropped that are specifically for crafters to craft the best in-game gear. That's what I would love to see. To further incentivize you to get in the game, and maybe it's already doing that, and I don't realize it, and I'm sorry. I'm, again, I'm not an in-game crafter, but you know, I think that'd be pretty cool. Right. And then some of the notes: uh, your high watermark progression will not be reset, and any high watermark you had earned will be converted into expertise. After players have earned sufficient gypsum, you only get that every 18 hours. At first, it started out at 23. Now they've changed it to 18-hour cooldown. So that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, if you think about everything we've been talking about and how the changes are, there's two things you got to take away from it. One, you're getting a better UI and a better system to track your watermark. Yes. Or now your expertise. And most importantly, the devs are listening. Yes. And they're not being yeah. concrete heads, right? They're not just saying, nah, this is my game. You mind your business. Yeah. They're not being blizzard. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but they're not being blizzard. Yeah, it's actually nice. And then, you know, you mentioned it Um previously when you talked about how they they just owned up to hey yeah like this was part of our this was part of our design and we realized that that was wrong so 
we're, we fixed it. Yeah. Based on your feedback. Like, uh, oh, yeah. thanks for catching it. You know? Right. It's pretty cool. Right. And into, into addition to expertise, you know, one of the big, big things they're adding is, and I know it's already been kind of alluded to, but that's gypsum. Now, for those of you who don't know, this is the second major improvement AGS has made uh, by adding a way for players to control their gear progression. And so they have brought this as kind of a, uh, kind of a result of that. Okay. So here, here's some like, what, what was that? Is that a, were you going to, do you want to jump in there? It's like you, no, that was like, it was like a, it was my mouth twerked. You you remind me of someone at the stoplight that hits the gas and the brake (laughs) immediately because they realize it's not a green light. (laughs) No, it reminds me of the person that comes to a four way stop and goes, you go. And then they go in front of you. Oh, man. So here's some bullet points of what gypsum actually is, folks. Uh, Gypsum is a new resource that is found by doing a variety of activities. Gypsum can be crafted into gypsum orbs, which can then be turned into special caches called gypsum casts. All All caches are special caches. Oh, you especially. All right, so this is... (laughs) Follow me here. I'm going to try to go slow on this part. It can get a little wordy. Gypsum casts are gear type specific, and when opened, guarantee an expertise bump for that type of gear, as well as an item of that type. So, if you really want to increase your your bow expertise, you can craft gypsum bow casts. Okay? Now, to facilitate crafting these new items, AGS has introduced a kiln station in end in all in-game zones, excuse me, that allows players to craft gypsum orbs blah, 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 from the various <laughs> types of gypsum. <laughs> What's funny is it's not even like written that way. I just can't read. All right, so opening a gypsum cast will guarantee an expertise bump and reward players with the gear of the cast type. So there's there was seven different ways that you can obtain gypsum. They've added an eighth in the recent forum posts since we've put this together. Um, But I'm going to list the seven, and then we'll discuss the eighth. Okay, so Obsidian Gypsum. Defeating level 60-plus open-world named bosses typically found in elite landmarks. Okay, so overland stuff. That brings back memories cache. Uh, Real quick, they added these to Reekwater and to Ebonscale. They're changing those to a higher level to add the ability to have more places for you to do this. Oh, so they're good. putting kilns there. Good. And, and and just so everybody knows too, the kilns, like it, it's no different from any other crafting station. It's basically a crafting station that is that allows you to use these gypsum that you get, these orbs that you get to upgrade your watermark. Bear with us. I know it gets a little bit confusing, but before you know it, we're all going to be playing this and it'll be like second nature. Butter. There you go. Butter. Next, you have Sapphire Gypsums. You get these from defeating the final bosses of the Lazarus Lazarus Instrumentality and Garden of Genesis. Man, we just missed that one. Uh, Ruby Gypsum, found in Outpost Rush caches. Uh, Emerald Gypsum, this is found in Trade Skill Aptitude Reward Containers, which we're going to be talking about. Citrine Gypsum, this is found in Arena caches. Amethyst, found in Breach caches. And then they have Topaz Gypsum. This is found on hostile creatures level 55 plus, but only after consuming a special attunement potion that can be crafted at a tier 5 camp. You craft the potion, drink it, and then you start defeating level 55 plus creatures anywhere in the world. Okay? Now this potion can only be crafted once per daily. This was once a week. This was gated at once a week. And again, this is 
they've been very fluid with these changes. It's now once a day. So the gate is off there. So that's cool. Um, and then finally, I believe the eighth one, I don't have the post up in front of me, but I believe the eighth uh, gypsum you get from completing events in the world. So like uh, the upcoming event that we have, which I know we're going to be discussing here soon. You know, I believe that is the eighth piece of gypsum. Yeah, I'm actively looking for what the eighth was, but I just remember when we were doing our research for this that they said that they had added an eighth, which effectively means that you can you can get up to eight bumps per day on your on your expertise. Now, not all for, and we're going to talk about this too, not all for the same piece of gear, but you can effectively get eight bumps in different types of gear. I believe right. you can I got a question. craft up to seven casts a day. They changed it to eight now. Oh, yeah, they that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. let me ask you a question, uh, Cash. For, for instance, why do you think they limit the amount of gypsum players can get in a single day? Why do they limit that? Uh, well, that way you can't you can't just continually bump. I mean, they, they, there has to be some kind of a barrier to you just going hog wild on this and freaking up in your watermark in two days. Right. So right, right. so so they you know that's the, the main reason that they limit you. So that it incentivizes players to try out all the different content to try to get. Because since it's all different content, oh, people that might sure. not have done Outpost Rush are going to go in Outpost Rush to get that gypsum. If you're not one that likes to go out and kill things like this guy, oh, yeah. by the way, I got my Eternum Legend title for killing 45,000 things. Wow. Nice. Way to go, I love killing stuff. I'm not... <laughs> oh, boy. He won't, he won't kill you. Ah, and, you know both. <laughs> the, other, the other thing, too, though, is that um, it, it not only does that, but but the different types of orbs that you can get, gypsum orbs that you can get for the different events, it also lets you specialize in doing the ones that you like. If you hate PvP, you may you may never do the Outpost Rush one, but the incentive is still there to do it. So I, I love what you said about how it, it spreads you out to trying all aspects of the game and gets people kind of moved into, into doing all kinds of different things. And like one of the things that I think it's it's definitely going to do, and we're going to talk about some more stuff on expeditions, but with this next patch, you are going to want to be doing more expeditions. Oh, yeah. And I, because like a lot of people haven't been doing them other than just for their main story quest or to get through it once just to see it. And that's it. This yeah. is going to incentivize, incentivize people to get back into those things. What's nice about it, too, is they're lowering the cost. Right now, people aren't doing it because it costs so much to do it. It is a right. grind. I mean, you literally have to have stone cutting at the high level. You have to get all the mats, and it's a, it's pretty expensive. And AGS is changing that as well, which further shows that they're you know trying to make it a little bit more accessible. Can I ask you one other question about the the casting? Because I'm still kind of kind of weird about it. So one cast each day. Does this mean that you can only craft one cast a day regardless of the type of cast? Uh, okay, so what it basically means is that you can you can craft one of each type of weapon per day, so or one of each type of piece of armor per day. So say, let's take bow for example. You can only cast, or you can only make one bow cast per day, or say one uh, fire staff cast per day, so that you only get one bump in that particular weapon per day. So if you 
if you were to spread all these out, it's probably going to take about 35 bumps for you to take something from the lower levels all the way to 600. Take about 35 bumps for you to make that happen. But you just can't do it all at one time. So even though you have multiple ways to get orbs and you can get multiple orbs a day, you can only bump your life staff one time per day. Oh, or okay. Your bow one, that one, makes sense. One time per day. Um, yeah, and it's like we said, it wasn't seven, but they they bumped that up to eight. The other thing that they've also done is lowered the cooldown on on you know say you but you bump up your life staff one day the cooldown used to be 22 hours but they've updated that it's now 18 hours i like that so like it depends on like what time you grind throughout the day right. you know yeah. you, so they're giving you a bigger window for the for your your play times per day right and like if you get up in the morning before you go to work and it might fit in that time period you could time it to where you can jump up do it right before you go wherever you got to do to go out and do your business come right. back your cooldowns running while you're not at home that's that's a good concept yeah yeah and then so there's also that there's that difference between the gypsum orb and the just and what the gypsum cast is and it's actually like an extra step that they added in there um to limit the number of cast types that you can craft per day so that's kind of why there's a difference between the gypsum orb and the, gyp and the gypsum cast i really like all these gypsums that they're adding and the rewards that come with it with the orbs and then the cast because at the end of the day what this does and cash this and champ too because you were there this brings me back to eso when they had specifically and only when they had events in other words you would get specific caches for doing specific things what does it do ultimately ultimately rewards you for playing how you want to play that's what you want in an mmo especially sandbox you want to be able to go do whatever you want. And if you can reward your players in the process by doing something they love, well, sh that's a win all the time. That's, yeah, I, there's no loss there. And I just got into ESO before we came to here, right? You know, only a few months and I did a couple events and you could see that it would make you do things that you normally wouldn't do to get the, the pieces that you needed to turn in to get the stuff, to make yeah. the mounts or to make the gear and stuff. So it fits in line with something I think is very familiar with uh with that type of thing but i have one other question for you um cash since you you kind of did the research on this jewelry dude my watermark is so low on jewelry because you can't get it you can't find it there's nowhere out there you really can get it what are they doing to to fix that okay so this this did become uh, a point of contention for a lot of people uh in the forums and they were asking a lot of questions about jewelry because of because of that issue right there it just doesn't drop is so so rare where that jewelry would drop so people typically have low watermark or expertise in the realm of jewelry but what they did with this patch is they're adding a significant number of jewelry of all types to the drop tables yes. so it's going to allow everybody to kind of catch up on that's their awesome. watermark and, mm -hmm. yeah and that's awesome i'm going to call it watermark forever and i don't want to do that mm -hmm. Expertise is much better. I was going to tell you, <laughs> stop talking about your birthmark. Ew. <laughs> I saw it once. It's on his left. Well, never mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. So anyway, let's uh, one thing that I, that I did want to talk about is the expeditions. So one of the things they're doing with expeditions, like we were talking about earlier, to further incentivize people into doing them, trick people into doing them. No, I'm just kidding, because they're super freaking awesome. 
In addition to the gypsum drops, every single boss in the expedition is going to guarantee one type of random expertise bump. Mm. And this includes arena bosses. So at some point during your expedition, if you are to be successful, you will get a random bump per day. Which is pretty freaking cool. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Anytime, I think the more and more you can lean in towards those expeditions and as they start to add more, what are the mutation, they're going to mutate, that's the the terms I've been using, so mutations. Um, The more you see that and the more you can keep them getting into those things and then you're rewarding them for completing those things, I think that's going to be a win. I really, truly do. Because those fights, holy crap. And I know, we keep going, I I keep going back to that from last night. Like those fights are legitimately the best fights I've ever played in any MMO ever in my MMO career. I have never played something so dynamic, so ruthless, and it's just on the normal, like the normal difficulty. Like it's just getting started. And if you think about that second boss that we did or the, the big boss with the vines around him, right? Yes. Think about WoW and how yeah. they change their 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 techniques, right? Either you are doing a tank and spank, or it's a melee fight, or it's a range fight, right? Like yeah. some melee, you can't do. They put all of that in one damn fight. Yeah, yeah. that equals dynamic. One damn fight. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, not, one a, damn not fight. a static yeah. fight. It that is sounds dynamic. crazy. Yeah. And they have ads, or they don't. But they still have things you have to deal with. Like the last boss, I'm not going to break anybody's. I don't want to tell you, but there are things on the last boss that if you don't pay attention for a second, if your range gets too far back, anything, if you are not paying attention to positioning, you're not going to finish it. You're because exactly. you won't be able to get where you need to go. Yeah. Or you're going to be standing in something you don't want to be standing in. So yes. the fact that the fights are, so, and there's nothing, it never happened at the same time because some of the mechanics react to where you are or what you're doing and that is beautiful yeah oh yeah absolutely it's it's ruthless it's ruthless fun is what it is <laughs> i cannot wait to get back in there dude. i'm ready like i am jonesing to I'm, get back i'm in ready there. let's wrap it up come on let's wrap it up <laughs> we're wrap going in. oh oh i hate to tell you we got a lot more to freaking cover damn so, it's um, for a qvc infomercial but wait if you order in the next there's minutes, more there's more <laughs> For only nineteen ninety five, we'll give you two of these. <laughs> Cash would be the guy on those YouTube videos. You ever seen those with the fails where the like, guy falls off the ladder mid QVC while all their life? That'd be Cash. <laughs> no, I'm the guy. I'm the guy. That's, I'm the guy that's standing there going, "I'm so excited!" <laughs> yep, I'll kill you uh, and I'll make it look like a bloody accident. God. <laughs> oh, oh man. All right, so yes, we uh, we converge, friends. We converge upon the Winter Convergence Holiday Event that Woo! is also going to be blessing our screens here very soon and our lives. I love Christmas. Mm. Oh my gosh, and yes. I love the way that they did Christmas too. Which yes. is, yeah, we're going to talk about it. And and I, I love it. okay, Whoa. Uh, December <laughs> December fourteenth through uh, the eleventh of January. This is going to be running, friends, all the way into 2022. Here's the premise of the Winter Convergence holiday event. It is upon a turnum. Marked by the appearance of increased snowfall and northern lights. Yes, they added the Aurora Borealis. 
This is a time of duality and dichotomy as the Yeti, the Winter Wanderer, comes to the land. I love this premise. While in the settlements, gifts are exchanged to mark the passing of the year. Outside the safety of the walls, there rages a wintry war between the positive forces of winter, championed by the Winter Wanderer's positive side, and the negative forces of winter, mm. championed by the Winter Wanderer's negative side. So, as the player, you take on this cause of the Winter Wanderer and you collect winter tokens from repeatable events all across the land and turn them into a holiday shop containing rare and cosmetic items. That is what we've all been freaking waiting for and I can't believe the game is two months old and there's already a freaking holiday event, which is freaking Woo! insanely awesome. I'm excited? Dude. Yeah! <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Oh, I like no, Santa. You're good. You're good. So these tokens and the way that the way that you can get them, the events that are going to be taking place. The first one is called Ice Caves. Ice Caves are appearing all over Eternum because of the Winter Warriors' desire for a forever winter. They are snowy and ice caves, icy caves that the Yeti use. Yes, we are going to see Yeti. They use their powers to freeze and make snow fall. The rest of Eternum will look like these ice caves if the onslaught of the warrior is not stopped. These caves will remain behind after the event as scars on the land, sources of wintry magic that refuse to melt even with the warrior's eventual defeat by the player. Really I love that so much. Faith in us, yeah. So, guys, there's going to be remnants of these ice caves that are left behind after the event. Now, I, my personal thought is that they are going to use them for future events. Yes. 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 This is awesome. I know. Events Super. that are shaping the world. Oh. Yes. And you, which immediately <laughs> brings you back to memories of you doing those things. And it's not just, you know, here for two weeks yes. and gone. It's, it's there. Yes. It's right there. That's here. the point. That's the in point. In an ever-changing world. <laughs> Today in Eternum. Sorry. Um, one of the things that I love about this is because the snow is going to be in different spots now. I go to Great Cleave just to walk around. You know what I mean? And like they're oh, going to yeah. bring that winter feel to the entire. That is wonderful. Here's the question. Does that mean they're going to start doing that for spring for summer, for fall. Ooh. Ah, yeah. Look, yeah. look at all these holiday moments or events or things that can, the sky's the limit. And because we have so many different backgrounds, the Romans, the conquistadors, how many different types of events you can have. You can have an event that has nothing to do with America. You get Saint Patrick's so Day. You have to bring the leprechaun to your turn. Can I, can I get somebody to walk over into to, to Cash's studio and punch him in the back of the head real quick please. it won't be hard because he can't heal himself Just real quick <laughs> ouch you're gonna remember that when we go to genesis later on homie Woo! better Woo! bring some health potions there oh, uh Jibble. that that was wow. worth the reaction Woo! that is a big set of balls on you bro after i freaking oh. i dropped some heels on you last night you did real good man you did real good <laughs> Oh, wow. Whew. Wow. That's it. You know what, dude? 
I'm putting freaking charcoal in your stocking. Actually, Ooh. you know what? I'm not. Okay. Because I need my charcoal right now. Yeah, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put poop in your stocking. That's fair. I probably deserve that. Anyway. I have more to talk about. All right. Needy. It's supposed to be a time of giving and joy. You ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. So the let's talk more about ice caves. Um, yeah, we already talked about how they're going to stay on the. Okay, let's talk about winter villages because those are next. The winter wanderer has set up four villages to facilitate the joy and cheer of winter convergence. Visit these villages in Everfall, Monarch's Bluff, Weaver's Fen, and Brightwood to meet the Winter Wanderer and carry out his holiday quests. Now, somebody may or may not have gone on the public test server uh? and peeked these out, which is not like me, but I wanted to take a look at them and, and peek them. And there's, there's a ton of YouTube videos. So if you want to see what it look, looks like, then go for it. One of the things that I'm incredibly happy about with this holiday system, the, the, the Christmas event, right? It's for all intents and purposes, Christmas event. Um, they have not made it look like a typical, like red, green, and gold buckles and that kind of stuff. Christmas. It's snowy, but there's a lot of like different almost like psychedelic and pastel-y colors. And I love the look. Right. It's, it is very Eternum. That's cool. It's not our world. It is this alternate 17th century reality. And they did an excellent job at the color scheme to make you, to make it feel familiar, yet fantastical and different. And I'm like very it. happy about that. Yeah, it 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 gives a reflection of different cultures during this period of time is what I liked. That's the first thing that I pulled from it. It wasn't overly westernized Christmas, right? There isn't a big jolly Santa Claus there, but you can tell it's a season of giving, a season of peace, a season of of caring, right? A season of gifting. And I love the way that anyone from any nation can get in there and and understand what that is. And I think it, to yeah. go off of what you said, they captured that. Yeah. I didn't go into the PTR because I hate ruining stuff for myself. I know I got to start. I know. Don't, don't do it, dude. One of us I will love, do it. We'll just ruin right. it on the show for you. <laughs> I just, but I can't see it. But I did watch a video and I did see some of the ambiance of it and the color scheme and the setting. And you were right on point. It gives such a nod to the purest part of this season and that is giving and being with your family and your friends and and having a joyous you know few days together eating food and it gave off that feeling and for them to be able to put that in game and for you to be able to see that and, and kind of just kind of take that in it's a pretty good it's very well done in my opinion yeah absolutely yeah. excited absolutely so there are some activities that uh that surround this um, one of those is the Convergent Spirit. Celebrate the spirit of the season by giving a helping hand in decorating your favorite settlement. Now, this is a town project. And I freaking love how they integrated some of this stuff into the things that you would normally do every day in, on Eternum. It's a town project that allows players to complete special quests to upgrade each settlement's tree, uh, Tree of Light, which is the Christmas tree for all intents and purposes, and you'll get improved daily rewards when you do so. 
The next one I thought was really, was really kind of crafty, right? The lost present recovery. <laughs> this one makes me laugh. So those, it's explained as this. Those dastardly frigid folk are spreading their mischief and stealing presents across a tournament. Like even a tournament has freaking porch pirates stealing your Amazon packages. <laughs> <laughs> porch pirates. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. That's so, awesome. Anyway, I'm going to be permanently staying in my house in, uh, in Brightwood. Anybody that tries to take my presents off of my, uh, off my porch are going to get blasted. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Get off my lawn! That's mine! <laughs> um, okay, so located throughout the world are lost presents to be recovered and turned in for winter tokens at the Winter Village Holiday Huts. So you could be out in the world trying to steal Orichalcum nodes from, you know, everybody doing your thing, and you're going to run up upon a lost present. It's, it's a node. So... Yeah, you're going to have to steal it from somewhere to get there first because these things are going to pop all over the place and uh, you're going to have the opportunity to uh, to mine them, basically, uh, for all intents and purposes. What, what's funny is people are going to be flagging. It's supposed to be a season of giving and joy and people. it's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> hey, giving somebody, a, giving somebody a swing with my great axe is giving Ooh. still. <laughs> Yeah, it's giving them peace in one way or another. I'm trying to help them get back. To, I'm just trying to get help them get back to their tent or their 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 settlement See? as fast as humanly yeah, possible to get just, their presents. Yeah. Absolutely, there you go. They'll they'll have peace for a second until they're resurrected back on Eternum. Huh. Um, oh man! So the next one is uh, Gleamite collecting. Bright, glittering, gleaming Gleamite meteors of a multitude of all colors fall from the night sky during this time of year as destructive as they are beautiful. These are a new random dynamic event that occurs at night throughout Eternum. Keep your eyes and ears open as you search for locations where the showers are most prevalent. Exchange the harvested crystals for winter tokens at the Winter Village Holiday Huts. Happy hunting. This isn't new. I've seen stars fall in this game already. This is really? so cool. Yes, I've seen it three times. And just like that pirate ship, I've seen that twice now. But I've seen, seen that I've seen fallen stars in distances and then took off running trying to figure it out. But it's it, it's pretty tough to, you know, kind of guess where it went. But I've seen fallen stars in this game. Maybe maybe I was I don't know, maybe I was having a stroke or, or an aneurysm. Or I don't know. But it, I know I've seen things <laughs> fall in a That's straight so line cool. looking like a fallen star. I know I've seen that. Yeah. I know what? I've seen it. I know and I've seen it. If there is, then that even more makes me excited about this. It's like the freaking it's like the it's like Turkelon, dude. I'm sorry. The introduction of Turkelon into this freaking game and not saying anything about it is exactly the kind of freaking mischief I want happening from absolutely. AGS. Yes, absolutely. It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Don't tell yeah. me. Don't tell me in patch notes. Let me walk over a hill and, and walk up to a 40-foot turkey and him start shooting a laser beam yes. at me and dropping eggs of flame at me. That was amazing. That was one of the best moments I've had finding something random. And we laughed so damn hard when we... If you ain't seen the video, you should go watch it. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. My favorite's listening to Solus say, "What is the lore with this? What is the lore?" (laughs) Don't worry about the lore. We took care of it. (laughs) We hope we're right, but we took care of the lore for you on Turkelon. So go watch your video. Um, Okay, icy winds and the winter wanderer bring with them. Here's where it gets super hot. This is so hot right now. New armors. New weapons, furnishings, 
I should I should tailor the new weapons part because like no you're not getting da daggers in the in this stuff. New armors, weapons, furnishings, skins, consumables, and a delightful present gifting emote, all themed off wonderful Eternum holiday of winter convergence. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Hmm. And a, a reminder to everyone who's listening: um, there is release day on Monday, the thirteenth. Uh, it's tomorrow. So yeah. Wow. That is happening so quickly. Mm. And you know, there's actually. Oh, I, I'm a. I know we're all huge event guys, uh, when it comes to MMOs. Admittedly, it's understandable why we didn't have one for you know Halloween. Uh, the game just launched like a month, less than a month prior. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so there's that. But just the fact that we get to do this and just get to experience it all for the first time ever, it's going to be pretty freaking uh, pretty awesome, guys. I think we have a little word from uh, Manscape before we uh, before we continue. Should we? Uh, apparently, Solus <laughs> has put together something that we should check out. Uh, yeah. Apparently, we were all part of it in uh, some type of a D and D session. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's take a listen. We'll be right back. The sound of Flick's lockpick rattles in the door, that of rich oak and mahogany. You hear a sound of the bolt unlocking out of its housing, the door slowly creaking open. Oh no, what the hell is happening? As more and more of the space is revealed, you see the dimly lit room, sweat from the nearby water cutting through the caves, evaporating off the walls, the floor the ceiling, when suddenly a force unknown to you shoves you into the room, door locking in place, and you behold in front of you a 50-foot giant of a monstrosity, feathers matted and dripping with another's blood, it's Turkalon, the turkey of true chaotic evil. Roll initiative. Let's what get some. happening right now? <gasps> Call him out. 14. Okay. 19. Oh, nice. Uh... Natural one. I freaking suck at this game. <laughs> Alrighty then. Flick, you're up. What do you do? I pull out my daggers and I throw them at his face. Great. Roll for hit. Dang it. Two. I know that misses. Yeah. So the dagger you throw flies right by Turkalon's head, grazing it ever so slightly, but not damaging it at all. Ulfmir, you're up. Ulfmir pulls out his great axe, charges to the enemy, and slams his execute. I know an 18 hits. Oh, very nice. Turkalon grimaces in pain as it drops its weaponry, stunned, and loses its turn this round. Surprisingly, Cassius, you're up next. Cassius waves his hands in a circular motion, green wisps emanating from his fingertips, creating a cloud of swirling smoke at his feet. With a final thrust of motion toward the smoke, a loud crack sounds as he finishes the spell. Behold you, peons! Before you appears a weapon like no other! A weapon so great that the likes of which of Aeternum has never seen! 
None dare stand to pose the whirling blades of 7,000 RPMs, but also safe on the skin, and a light so bright it threatens to illuminate every inch of this very cave. Enter the Lawnmower 4.0. No bush has ever conquered its undeniable power. Oh my god. Okay. Interesting. I didn't know they had lawnmowers in this world. Is this allowed? I mean, should we check the rules? I'll allow it. But roll on a performance check. Natural 20! Is this really happening? Can he do this? Um, oh, okay. Uh, Cassius begins to push the lawnmower towards Turkelon, Flick and Ulfmare falling in behind the assault as Turkelon cowers in place, wings now at the defense, protecting his... <laughs> um wow <laughs> oh welcome to playing dungeons and dragons with us oh you want a good time calls for dnd <laughs> oh my god dude oh. oh yes sir so anyway friends you want to get 20 percent off your order and free shipping Treat yourself. It's the holidays. And for those who need buy something for you, the one you love, there you go. Go to manscaped.com and use the code LoreSeekers at checkout. Oh, that was the first time I've heard that live. That was awesome. <laughs> Dudes, that stuff, I know what's coming and I can't help it. I love making that stuff with you guys. That, yeah. It's that fun. is so much fun. It's just like the expedition we did during Extra Life that if you, you are interested in seeing it, we've got, a, we've got it on our YouTube, and I'll put a link in here soon. But that expedition we did where we role-played through that whole expedition, we have got to get to doing that on a normal basis. Because, yeah. boys, that is – I have so – I don't care if anybody else enjoys it. I love it. <laughs> it's so Friends, much you, fun, dude. If you have not uh, checked it out, head to our YouTube. We did uh, – during our Extra Life stream, we did a – run of the depths in new worlds and we did it with role play like dungeons and dragons type flavor where our dm solace um was narrating stuff and we just went hog wild on effing with each other and rolling dice for stupid shit and it was and at the same time like it's all on video like we're going through the dungeon and it was a lot of freaking fun and it's up on our channel and people seem to like it so, I think we should do more of those because that was really freaking cool. Now all I hear is a, like for April Fool's and New World, just a lawnmower kicking on whenever ads spawn and just <laughs> going across the floor. Oh, uh, anyway. Yeah, and the actual lawnmower 4.0 doesn't sound like that. It's actually a really nice piece of equipment. Yeah, it is. This stuff's so, legit. Yeah. It's real, real nice. Yeah. Oh, well, so to kind of continue going through these patch notes here, we're just going to, we've, we've hit, um, a lot of stuff today and uh it's been a lot for you to digest but there's one last part uh and and there is a whole lot more okay so we encourage you who are listening go check this stuff out um just real quick 16 new quests in morningdale 13 new quests coming to wrestle ashore uh seven seven new housing quests being added that are really really cool the narrative is excellent um you're going to want to seek out the npc uh, Glacomo Altavoli uh, and the settlement First Light Everfall Monarch's Bluff Glau of Windsward. Glaucoma? 
Yeah, sure. Glaucoma. You better have the glaucoma. I do. <laughs> to get those started. Um, look like sick of weed. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Cigarette? Uh, it looked like a sick of weed. It's, it's cigarette. <laughs> you got to seek out glaucoma altavoli. Somebody needs to get him to a dispensary. Real quick. <laughs> who, let, who let him say the damn, the damn dude's name? I mean, who, who did that? <laughs> Something wrong with my undubla magala, okay? Your undubla? Oh, your what? I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I am done. I love it when you create shorts. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, oh God. Man. So anyway, you can check that stuff out. Oh. Uh, so I gotta awesome. mute myself. It just keeps going. The combat system, they got, uh, they're got. they updating the PvP formula. Crit damage application is changing, and chat's blowing up. Fantastic. Uh, buffer windows, that's being changed to abilities. Now, we would be remiss if we did not quickly talk about crafting. Crafting in this game is a huge deal. It makes up the backbone, a lot of uh, the backbone in the game from an uh, economy standpoint, from what players are wearing, from what you as a player are experiencing on a day-to-day basis. So, here are some things, some quick tidbits of what they're adding. You have additional perks. <laughs> Chat. <laughs> uh, you have additional perks that have been added. For instance, you have the efficiency perk that increases harvesting. Um, it was 3 to 15%. I believe that's changed from 5 to 25% now uh, in post uh, forum posts. Uh, you've got trade skill aptitude. Now, this is a big, big deal. Okay, so trade skill aptitude. They want to continue rewarding the efforts you make as a player to craft items for yourself, your friends, or to make a buck on the trading post. So they've introduced this new system. Upon reaching level 200 in a trade skill, the leveling circle will update to show three markers equidistant from each other on the circle. Gosh, what do you do with that cringe? My gosh. Uh, I'm so worried about the pronunciations. (laughs) It sounds like it's going to break something in your brain. You're concerned about those and not me. All right. Earning trade. In a way, I'm concerned about you. Oh, thanks. Uh, you got uh, earning trade skill XP will begin progressing you again. And when you reach one of these markers, you'll be awarded with a container of useful items that are mostly trade skill relevant, such as craft mods, special ingredients, and even schematics and recipes. Um, let's see. Each subsequent marker awards a more spectacular container with more rewards than the day before. Uh, or the one before, I'm sorry. Gaining enough XP to go all the way around the circle will increment the aptitude counter by one. This is the part that's important. This counter will keep counting, so you can keep track of how many times you've wrapped your progression around the top level. Second, Can I add something in super sexy? Yes. That has to go with this. Something that is being added to this that all crafters are absolutely going to love. They are adding a new crafting ingredient called a timeless shard. This timeless shard will guarantee specific stats on weapons and armor. Guarantee, as opposed to just getting lucky. Mm -hmm. So it's an actual artifact. It will enable the crafter to craft the item with a specific attribute bonus on it while still being able to to use a craft mod to guarantee a perk. Yep. That's that awesome. in turn, sexy. building up the crafters as they should. Yes. Yes. Again. Correct. Something no other game has done is allowing crafters to build the best gear and be the most effective tool to get said gear. Yep. I love it. Yeah. Yep. I, I agree. And it, I, I feel like, you know, we have close friend Pip. 
who's been our friend for years, and she's been a heavy crafter for years. And if there's ever a game that really supports crafting, like we've played all collectively together, it's when they start doing stuff like this, it's this right here. 100%. I love what they're doing. Um, they're also introducing equipment patterns as well. Oh, you said that, didn't you? You said that. Did you say that? Did I miss uh, that? No, you did. Oh, I did. Okay. Uh, they're crafting artifacts that enable you to craft a guaranteed gear score 600 item that has a specific appearance. Okay, these patterns require a significant amount of powerful crafting resources to create, but guarantee a gear score 600 item. That is awesome. Um, Sexy. Yeah, and then uh, the last little tidbits of this, refining. So you can now refine um, tier 5. Uh, let's see. Let you refine 250 of a tier 5 raw ore, wood, fiber, or rawhide into one legendary material. For instance... You can now convert 250 uh, or a calcum or into one tolmium. It's pretty awesome. This makes me happy. This makes me yes. really happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, or it's going to change it. It's going to change up the. Sorry. Are you, oh, is that a. Are you, are you burping? Yeah, that, was in, that was an involuntary burp. Oh, okay. I'm really sorry about that. Just, just lean right into it. You, you're good. Yeah. You, you got green light. Go ahead and leave that it's in. A, Don't edit that out. Okay, it's a one way. You um, keep going. It's no one stopping. It's you. going. It's going to change the uh, the economy a little bit with this. With I with the cost of certain items, because now you can just use two hundred and fifty of a raw something raw to make yeah something legendary. Oh yeah, which is it's good. It's 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 um it's a difficult. I mean, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot of things to make what you want. Say for like your void armor, but. It's available now. Yeah. Which is funny on our server when that came out kind of early. Ore Calcum was like a, a penny a piece. The the ore. I may or may not have cleaned out some stockpiles. I'm not gonna lie. You should. <laughs> yep. And somebody in our chat was like, dude, somebody's already went to the auction house and cleaned it all out. And I was like, I wonder who the hell that was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> Oh, so it, it keeps going. There are some rewards that go alongside with this. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Cash. What? There's numbers. New knights in the game now. Yeah, that one. It says, this one threw me off a little bit because when I was reading about, it, I'm like, wait, excuse me, what? Like, hold the phone. There's knight new knights in the game that have named items available for lower level players, like around 2025. Seek them out and take their treasures from them. I was like, okay, well, I'm. A higher level player and I'm going to go seek these out just to see what the hell they are because that's maybe there's lore around them. I don't know. Right. Maybe it's something I've never seen before. Right. So let's go see it. Speaking of something I've never seen before, real quick fun fact, just bouncing around the world and for the first time because I've been staying away from them because of lore things and things we're going to be doing in the future. Mm -hmm. I ran into a Varangian night camp. Yes. It is bad ass i walked up because i was so much higher level than them but i walked up and just started like keeping an eye and like scouting things out and reading everything and looking at the way the the uh, npcs are the enemies they say different things they have things that you've never seen before they fight differently dude I, I i ran up to this last thing i'll say about it ran ran up to a fully armored dude and he was yelling at me in a foreign language with that echo that comes from the helm being on yeah and i was like 
This is the coolest freaking thing ever. So anyway, I'm really excited to see where they where they take the Varangian Knights because they are now here on Eternum and they're they're gonna they're gonna be doing something. We're gonna forget get it figured out. Anyway, I was super excited about that. Um, they're adding tier five amulets, rings, and earring drops that randomly roll stats and gear to all uh, level sixty and above yeah. content. Yes, so that'll be really really nice to get that in there because it. Let's face it, we needed some jewelry love. Oh to, yeah, uh, come in. I needed my bling, yo. Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. I needed some new bling. Um, there were only named trinkets dropping at this tier, so this is going to accelerate trinket expertise as well, which is really cool. Some fishing changes. A number of fishing armor items are now eligible to be bought and sold on the trading post, which is cool. Yes, um, absolutely. These are all um, these are all items that a player could potentially not get during fishing quests as reward boxes. Sometimes roll one piece out of two or three at random. And this fix will ensure that all players will have access to these pieces of armor to complete every set if they wish to do so. Last but not least, here's some notable fixes. Ambient audio has been added to various crafting and refining stations. Better support for multi-monitor setups. And they are now providing information on maximum number of unique items a storage shed can hold. Whew. Yeah. Hour and a half, baby. This was, was the notes, yeah. and this was portions of this was cliff notes. So, yeah. 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 That, so. That's huge. This, to me, this uh, this whole thing. Uh, Champ, I think I was... Well, no, I think I talked about it with both of you. This, to me, is a foundational patch that lays the groundwork for truly a what we hope a very bright future for this game because it right. this is this is like where it starts like all the things are starting to kind of you know go in the right slots and buttons are turned on levers turned up we're you know this good. patch is going to bring a lot of people back to the game oh absolutely there's, there's there's no doubt and it's like if you have been frustrated and uh, upset with the things that have been going on and you ju I just can't stand it. And that's just fine. You know, you've taken your break. Let this patch settle in, come back around, see if, see if you like the game, see how things are, see how things are going. Server mergers are already going. Oh yeah. They're already yeah. going. The first server merges have been successful friends. So you're going to start seeing an increase in um, server populations around. You're going to start seeing notifications that you're going to, that your server is going to get merged. And I think that's a really good thing. Like they were able to do the server merges successfully and not break stuff. So that is pretty cool. I think the only thing that happened was that um, the companies that were coming over that had ownership did not get their gold yet, but that is going to be taken care of. Like that's, it's not a bug. It just hasn't happened yet. Right. So, you know, one of the things that I want to say though, that has been a positive from the 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 leaving of some of the player base is how many of the players on our server we've gotten to know yes yeah right like i'm gonna bring up pope for instance i mean yeah. you know you know he i never would have really gotten probably to know him like i do right now or a grammy or you know not to you know name a bunch of people but there are people on our server that i might not get to meet meet ah. if there were two thousand sorry about that yes sir he gets excited and he heard pope and he's like what pope what what? He's a good boy. But, um, yeah, he's a good boy. But I mean, you know, I've gotten to know some people on the server 
that I probably wouldn't have got to know. And so I try to find the positives. And and again, yes, I know we're positive people, but eh, if you're not into that, you probably shouldn't be here because that's what you're going to get. You know what I'm saying? This is what we do. We, we try to make positive things out of anything. And I love the fact that I've gotten closer relationships with people that I that's not in my community. And we're still. And I think we have 98 actual <laughs> active members in our community yeah. right now. 98 people that have that are playing right now. We do stuff together. People play at different hours, but we literally have still a full company. And that is because of the game and because of the community that we have and how great the members that we have. Because how many times have we gotten messages? Hey, just wanted to let you know. I randomly dropped into Discord and everybody's following me around. Somebody just randomly followed me and helped me and never spoke. Yeah. We were talking about that earlier, right? And yes. just that's what this is about. And yep. maybe if that's the awesome. community was larger and if we wouldn't have had this downtime a little bit, maybe that wouldn't have developed as much as it did. But we're having a good time. And it's fun to see people still enjoy their their encounters in the game. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's one of the coolest things is that at the, at the very base level, man, it's there's a game behind this. And to see just like just like what you said, to see that many people still having a freaking amazing time and, ha- and hanging out with each other and good stuff happening, that makes me so excited for what is to come when everything oh, yeah. is hammered out and, and stabilized and the game is just clicking along and running super smoothly. And those times are coming. It's just going to take some time. And we're all like, even right now, where there's still bugs and there's still problems, we are still having a freaking blast with this game. And so is our community. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah. Do it then. The community is awesome. I've never, you know, I maybe, I don't know, I was a champ. I think I was talking champ last night, but I've never seen a community that blurs the lines. Actually, the line isn't even there. They blew apart the fence that separated PVE and PVE players because right. our company in game does not care what the content is. They're all about it and they help each other out and they go full bore at it, which to me, it honestly catches, caught me off guard for seeing this happen because I've never seen this happen. Usually there's that hard line. You have your PVEers and your PVPers. Not here. All for one, man. <laughs> it's awesome. What's crazy for sure. me too is is we had our group of people, our core group, right? You know, the Vikings, the Sunnies, the Pips. And if I forget your name, please don't get excited, but I'm trying to hurry. And then we also added another group of like Edge and his wife and, you know, Laura Mir yeah. and Jeffy and, and, you know, all those people, they are all are like a core group of people. And now they found us and we all enjoy each other's presence. We, yeah. We're the same type of gamers. Yeah. We like to do a little bit of everything, right? Yeah. And everybody's super supportive. And if that's all I get out of this game from this point forward is the friendships that I have, I'm good, man. I mean, we, we've already helped people in our community deal with some hard times. Yep. We've been there for them, you know. There is such a commitment to our group of people from everyone within, and it's such a great place to be. And that's what this game brought to me, and that's why you always get the positivity. Because as far as I'm concerned, the bugs to me are second nature things. The positivity in the community that I have, and I'm sorry if you don't have that, but we do. And that's why we love this game, and that's why we always sound like fanboys. Come on in. Come join us. Come on in. Water's fine. Oh, wow. What a show this was. Awesome. This was fun, guys. Wow. 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 Well, hey, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this show. This was Lore Seekers, the podcast for New World. And uh, friends, you know, if you enjoyed the show, let us know how we're doing. Leave us your reviews. Continue with your with your emails. We've been getting quite a bit of uh, email content behind the scenes. And of course, you can always call us at... uh, I'm not going to take... I'm about taking champs part. Anyway, yeah, it's it's been a great, great time. Leave us reviews. Tell us how we're doing. Cash has his hand up. Oh! Before we move to 
our closing remarks. Yes. We have something uh, to tease. And this, friends, is I know this is uh, like all the way at the end of the show, but if you've made it here, then you're going to get this uh, little tidbit of information. There is something that is coming up for the Lore Seekers podcast very soon. That is the biggest thing to happen to us in New World, period. If you love the Lore Seekers, if you're interested, if you're just hearing this for the first time, I guarantee you what is about to happen very soon and what we will be announcing very soon <laughs> will be worth your time. So excited. Yeah. So excited. So <laughs> great success. Uh, well, you know what, though? If you're really excited, you can call us at 765-382-6961. Please keep your message to one minute or less. You can email us at loreseekerscast at gmail.com. Find our podcast, written lore lessons, and articles at loreseekerscast.com. Friends, if there was ever a time for you to follow us on social media, now is the time because we will be announcing that little tidbit that we just hinted about very, very soon on our social medias. Follow the show for that particular information at Lore Seekers Cast on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at the same thing, Lore Seekers Cast. If you're interested in following our personal accounts, you can follow Jibs at Jibs IRL on Twitter, Champ at Champ2504, Solace, who we dearly missed today but it wasn't able to make it due to work um we miss you buddy we love you you can follow him on twitter at sullis and you can follow myself at lore seeker cash don't forget to follow sullis's lore seekers show called to a turnum where he presents the company's storyline he puts some role play flavor in there he talks community and company management uh he recently had champ on his show which was his hands down best show period getting both you knuckleheads together to talk about some real life shit thank you it was awesome um and yeah he talks about new world too it's kind of a thing (laughs) hey uh i will give you a little bit more sunny don't miss our next show oh friends the good things are just coming in more ways than one more ways than one Thank you again, everyone, for tuning in the show. And, uh, oh, man, next week's going to be a good one. Have I a good know, week. dude, I want to say something so bad. <laughs> Buckle up. We'll see you. <laughs>